morning I ask for the anointing of Almighty God to preach with the power and authority, the accuracy of the Spirit. Father, I know that as we preach your word that you will confirm it according to the 16th chapter of Mark with signs following. We believe that. Father, you said to remind you, put you in remembrance of your word. So, Father, we hold true and steady to that word. We thank you today that this word will penetrate good hearts, good ground, and it shall leave an eternal deposit of the word of Almighty God. And, Father, we shall grow up and walk in your ways and do your works in the earth. Father, we thank you this day for what you'll unveil to us in Jesus' mighty name. Every saint shouted, Amen. Amen. That's not a shout. Now try that shout again. Hallelujah. 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 Turn with me this morning to Hebrews, the fifth chapter. Hebrews 5, 12. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. This morning I want to talk to you about righteousness. Praise God. Righteousness. Being skillful in righteousness. Being skillful in righteousness. You know, righteousness is a force. It is a force just like dynamite. Amen. Praise be unto God. Has anyone ever used dynamite here? I've used dynamite. And you know, you have to get skillful with that dynamite. Amen. You can't do it. You know, it's not a big firecracker. I thought that when I first started using it. And I, I'd blow stuff with that dynamite. I like to blow things. I, it, you know, man, and, and I tell you what, I've, I've, I've stood so close to it when I first started that it felt like my head cracked. And a lot of folks thought I was cracked, you know. <laughs> but you have to get skillful with it. I want you to become so righteousness conscious that you will become arrogant with the devil and his works. Become arrogant with the devil and his works, praise God. Whatever he does, sin, sickness, disease, failure, that you'll become arrogant with him, praise God. That you'll not put up with anything of the enemy, praise God. Hebrews, the fifth chapter, looking in the twelfth verse. Said, See, he's writing to Hebrew Christians. Now listen, he's not writing to, to just Christians, just normal Christians, everyday Christians, but he's writing to Christians that knew about their covenant rights. They were covenant uh, Old Testament Christians that had got born again. They were Old Testament uh, uh, people of God, the Jewish nation. And he's writing to them that should know their covenant rights, that knows who they are, that they're the children of Almighty God. Knowing these things, he's writing to them and telling them some things about who they are at the present time. Hebrews 5.12 said, For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need of one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And our need are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. See, that's where most of the Christian world today is. You can teach them just a little bit about the milk of the Word. Most Christians don't even hear milk of the Word. They hear what I call Blue John. 
I mean, it ain't even got to where it's milk. It's the what's left. How many of you ever uh, churn and know anything about a churn and churn something and you got buttermilk and you got butter and then you got whey. You know what whey is? That's, that, that's blue john. That's what's left. Well, that's what most Christians live off of that from day to day, day to day, and never receive the supernatural word of Almighty God and are not able to take hold of the meat of the word. Can you say amen? He's writing to these Christians, and he said, you ought to be teachers, but you need to be taught again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God. Right, the first principle principles of the oracles of Almighty God, one of them is you're going to have to learn your righteousness. You're going to have to become skillful in righteousness and be able to use your God-given ability that he's given you where you can grow up. You won't grow up into God, into what he wants you to do, unless you positively know your righteousness. That is the seed ground from which all the blessings flow out of Almighty God. E.W. Kenyon said in one of his books, he said, righteousness is the greatest message that's ever been offered to the church. The greatest message. I mean, this guy is one of the greatest theologians that's ever lived, and he said, this is the greatest message ever offered to the church. Well, most of the church don't know it. They do not know their righteousness, do not know their standing with Almighty God. You know, most people, I hear them pray, Oh, dear Lord, I'm so unworthy. Oh, dear Lord, you know, I'm not worthy to come into your presence. Oh, dear Lord, if some way you might see fit to bless me, I'll sure appreciate it. You know, and never know. I hear people pray. I, I, I'm listening. And they pray, Oh, dear Lord, as we leave this place, go with us. How many of you ever heard that? Amen. Well, our God doesn't get off at the front door out there. He said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Can you say amen? Our God wants you to know your standing before him and your ability to stand before him without any sense of condemnation, that you can stand in the presence of Almighty God and receive your prayer answered anytime you pray, praise God. That's what God wants. He wants you to be able to get prayer answered just exactly like the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone say amen. 20th century translates that verse. Amplified, let me read that first. said, you actually need someone to teach you again the very first principles of God's Word. The first principles of God's Word. You have come to need of milk and not solid food. How many of you know if all you ever did all your life was get milk and they mix up a can of pet milk every day and add a little water to it and every day you're, you know, six months old and you're growing off of that. You're growing off. But when you're 12 and 15 years old and all you get is a bottle of milk, you're not going to keep growing right. How many of you know that? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I know I think pet milk's fine now. Nothing wrong with pet milk. <laughs> but it's not for grown folks. Grown folks need some vitamin, them little men in that thing. Amen? To grow right. Amen? To be able to stand up 
and with strong bones and strong in, in, in their spirit and take hold of the word of Almighty God and something come out of the inside of them, a force that cannot be denied, praise God. It is the very force of righteousness, hallelujah. And it's the first principles of the oracles of Almighty God. Amen. And, you know, he goes on here and said you've got to be skillful with it too. Just because you're righteous don't mean you, you, you're skillful with it. You know, the minute you got born again, you was made the very righteousness of Almighty God. You know, I own a, I own a chainsaw. I own one. I got one. It belongs to me. It's mine. But I'm not skillful with that thing. I mean, uh, it's in the possession of true king. He loans it to me every now. But it's mine. <laughs> but it's mine. It belongs to me. And I, but I'm not skillful with it. I ought to cut a tree down on your house, and I'm wanting it to fall out here, and it might get on it. See, you have to become skillful with this thing. You have to be able to use this thing right. You have to be able to use your righteousness just because you own it, just because God declared it, just because God made you the, the righteousness of Almighty God does not mean that you're skillful with it. You understand that? Amen. You have to be able to be skillful in righteousness, praise God. Let me read you another translation or two of that first, uh, 12th verse. He said, 20th century said, you still need someone to teach you the very alphabet of the divine revelation. Oh, hallelujah. Anything he says, anything about a divine revelation makes my spirit jump. A divine revelation. You know what a divine revelation? I mean, Paul got a hold of this divine revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ. He said he was caught up into heaven and received unspeakable things, praise God. I got a hold of something, he said. Hallelujah. He said this is a divine revelation. What is it? The first principles of the oracles of God, you've been made the very righteousness of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Divine revelation revealed by the Spirit of Almighty God. How many of you like me to read Cotton Patch translation? You sure? He said, you've had plenty of time to be teachers by now, and you still need someone to teach you the kindergarten stuff. <laughs> See, that's where, listen, the body of Christ has got to grow up. I mean, they've got to graduate out of kindergarten and get in the first grade. You know when they get in the first grade? They learn their righteousness. Amen. That's first grade stuff. They won't grow unless, you, you, can't, you can't go to the second grade and you're not going to graduate out of uh, uh, high school and go into college without first learning what they need to know. In the you, If you don't know the ABCs, which translation was that? Uh, uh, 20th century. Said you need someone to teach you the alphabet. The ABCs. Philip's translation said, you need teachers yourself to repeat to you the ABCs of God's revelation to man. 
ABCs. What's the ABCs? You're the very righteousness of Almighty God. You can stand before Almighty God as as if you never heard the word sin. You can stand before Almighty God in the face of the Holy God as if you'd never even been involved as a sinner. Hallelujah. You are the righteousness of Almighty God. Righteousness means that you don't have any inferiority about you when you walk into the presence of God. Oh, Lord, here I am. Unworthy. Poor Joe. Could I get a handout from the Lord? See, that's the way most Christians come backing into the, into the door. God said, come boldly under the throne room of our God. Come boldly. He invites you to come in. You cannot come boldly unless you know that God has declared you to be the righteousness of God, that your standing with God is wide open, that his arms are outstretched and invite you in to come in and obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Whenever you need just walk in and get it he says hallelujah let me read you another translation of that Phillips he said you need teachers yourself to uh, repeat to you the ABC's of God's revelation well what revelation is he talking about he wants you to learn the ABC's now when did you learn your ABC's in the 12th grade oh I'm a mature Christian brother Solon I've been saved 40 years how righteous are you? Oh, not me. Not me. I, I wouldn't dare. It's a lot of Christians that wouldn't dare say that. They're scared to. I wouldn't dare say I'm righteous. Oh, I wouldn't dare say that I'm holy. Oh, I wouldn't dare say that I've been sanctified. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I wouldn't dare say that. Well, you need to get back in the first grade and learn some ABCs. ABCs. See, you can't get, you're not going to graduate without knowing your ABCs. Now, we're doing it pretty regular nowadays in our school system. We graduate them, and they, they know up to B. They hadn't got to the C yet. You know, they, ABC, oh, they give them two diplomas now, see. But they used to not. All right, what revelation is he talking about? He's saying, now, you need to know the first principles, the ABCs, the alphabet, of this divine revelation. What is this divine revelation? The 13th verse said, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. He's still a babe until he learns his righteousness. Someone said, Well, Brother Solomon, that puts folks under condemnation. No, that sets folks free. You need to learn what God has for us. What he has made us, praise God. What revelation is he talking about? Amen. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. Unskillful. You know, a brain surgeon, he's trained to operate and open a man's head and operate in his head and remove that which is not supposed to be there. He's skilled in doing that. But you know, they didn't just send him through school and throw him in, into the operating room. Man, he started out on ingrown toenails. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. Amen. He started out prepping folks. <laughs> he, 
He started out shaving folks and everything. He started out, he didn't just all of a sudden say, he's a man, certain here's the problem, get in there. No, you have to become skillful in the word of righteousness. You become skillful by reason of using it every day. You've got a diploma. Uh, uh, Romans 4.25 said he was delivered for our offenses that we, we might be declared righteous before Almighty God. You've got a declaration. You've got your diploma, bless God, but you have to become skillful with it for you to be growing up and receiving strong meat. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me read a translation or two of that 13th verse. That'll help us. Connie Barris said, said, King James said, unskillful in the word of righteousness. That's a little, uh, you know, that's kind of just kind of smooth a little bit. Connie Barris said, you're ignorant of the doctrine of righteousness. Ignorant of the doctrine of righteousness. Amen. New Berkeley said, inexperienced in the doctrine of being righteous. The doctrine of being righteous. What does that mean? That means that God has made you righteous, that you're a righteous being. And 1 John 3, 7 said, you're righteous even as Jesus is righteous. See, that scares the fire out of most Christians. That scares the fire out of most preachers. Do you know that? They say that's heresy. Do you know that? It was scary because the simple fact is this, that they don't know they're righteous. They're always trying to get what God has already gotten for them. Amen. The problem that I see when I deal with people that, that's unlearning in the Word of God, you have to retrain them, retrain their head before you can even get the truth into them. You can't get any, you can't read the Bible and teach them the Word of God because they've been programmed over here, all this other doctrine and everything else, and you've got to get all that wiped out before you can put just the Word of God into somebody. Amen. And it takes time. You can't just all of a sudden give them the Word. They've got all this stinking thinking in their head. See? Cotton Patch. How many of you want to read, hear what Cotton Patch said? New Berkeley said, in experience in the doctrine of being righteous, Cotton said, in fact, you're still on the bottle and can't hold solid food. The fellow who's still on the bottle is not a seasoned veteran in the good cause. He's just a kid. See, he's, just a se he's not a seasoned veteran. He's not a seasoned veteran. Amen. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, 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 seasoned veterans in... Uh, uh, the Iraqi conflict that we had over there, we didn't have many seasoned veterans because we didn't, we didn't need them. It didn't, it didn't take many. But in the Second World War, we had some seasoned veterans. I mean, we started out, we put a young men on the beaches of Normandy and everything, and if they come out of that battle, I'm telling you, they were seasoned. They stayed under the fire to be are uh, skillful in the word of righteousness, you got to go through the fire and the flood and take hold of the things, bless God, that God has for you and be able to stand in the presence of Almighty God, stand in the presence of sickness, stand in the presence of failure and be able to go on through to the victory, praise God, because God has made you the righteousness of Almighty God. See, when you know that, you know you're going through. 
Jesus never promised everything was just going to be fine. He said, in the world you'll have tribulation. In the world you'll have trouble. But when you know your righteousness, you can go on to the other side. Hallelujah. What was that the Rambos were singing the other night? Let us go to the other side. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. In fact, you're still on the bottle and you can't take solid meat. The fellow who's still on the bottle isn't a seasoned veteran. See, he's not a seasoned veteran. He goes on to say he's just a kid. See, well, if you're going to be a seasoned veteran, how many of you know God has called us to be soldiers? We're called to be soldiers. Do you know what kind of soldier's a good one? Which ones do they put in leadership? Huh? You know, when, when, I first, when I first got saved, been saved about a week or two, pastor come and said, would you teach a Sunday school class? Man, I'm saved a couple of weeks. I looked over, I found maps in the Bible. One time, What's maps doing in the Bible? You know, I don't even know what town it is, Harley. They're going to put me to teaching Sunday school. Do you understand what I'm saying? Babies can't teach other people. It takes someone that's seasoned, someone that knows. God said, don't put a novice in offices like that. A lot of churches, as soon as you get saved, they'll put you to teaching Sunday school, put you to doing something where they can keep you coming. You know, every now and then, people figure that out. <laughs> Not a whole lot, but you know. A lot of churches, they'll put buttons on you. The assistant to the Sunday school teacher. Another one will have the assistant to the assistant Sunday school teacher. And another one, he'll, get, he'll have to get a little bigger button. But he's the assistant to the assistant, assistant Sunday school teacher. And someone will get one, you know, and it'll look like the shield of faith. The assistant to the assistant, assistant, assistant of the assistant, uh, uh, actually the janitor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See? See, you need someone to teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. What are they? That you're the righteousness of Almighty God. You don't have to call the fire tire, the prayer tire, or no tire. You don't have to call someone else to do your praying. Uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. Bless God, I can pray and get my prayer answered because Jesus has declared I'm the righteousness of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me read that again. Fellow uses a bottle, can't take hold of solid meat. This fellow's still on the bottle. He isn't a seasoned veteran. Not a seasoned veteran. Well, how do you get to be a seasoned veteran? 13th verse, everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, but strong meat now, that's what we want on, that good stuff. We want on them T-bone steaks. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we want on one of them good ribeyes. Amen. With them few french fries around the side. Two or three little pieces of parsley right over here. And a big piece of that Texas toast sitting right over here. You know, kind of to, to push with. You know what I'm saying? 
Amen. What if you went out, what if you went to a restaurant and they said, I want the best meal in the house, and here they come out with a half bottle of pet milk. When I was a kid, we had a little mom-and-pop grocery store. My folks did. It's got a little corner. And anyway, pet milk would come through, and, and, and they'd give you free samples of pet milk, and they's always bringing signs. I never will forget that there was a woman in Canada had five children. I forget their names. You know, I thought I never would, but they had five girls. I mean, this woman had five, and pet milk fed them five gals. They was five little round-headed girls, praise God. I mean, they didn't, you know, they didn't just feed them little, little poor stars. I mean, they was nice little fat kids, praise God. <laughs> pet milk, ain't nothing wrong with pet milk, praise God. But you know, when they got about a year old, they swapped them off, and they started feeding them something. Amen. Used to, when I was coming along, the mama would chew up your food and feed to you. Now they've got it already chewed up in jars. They call it Gerber now, I think. <laughs> I never did get any of that. I got the mama chewed. <laughs> I, got that, I got that recycled. <laughs> but I believe it agreed with me. How many of you believe that? Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Now we're talking about seasoned veterans, skillful in the word of righteousness. Amen. That 14th verse said, but strong meat. How many of you want on the strong meat? Amen. Amen. Bless God. Nothing wrong with milk for young people. He said that, Peter said that milk that you may, may grow thereby. If a person gets milk, he'll grow. He'll grow. He'll grow. A person that never grows any is not even getting milk. Yeah. Do you know that? If you don't know any more today than you did last year or the year before and the year before, kind of like a preacher told me, I said, how do you get sermons, preacher? You know, I, I, I thought maybe, you know, I spend hours of time praying. He said, oh, I just preached the same thing I preached last year. Man, I don't even believe the same thing I believed last year. What do you mean, preach the same thing? <laughs> Amen. I'd hate to know I was as ignorant today as I was last year, you know, and I know some of you'd agree with it. Praise God. Amen. You, you know, growing means changing. No, I don't just re rerun a sermon. No, I get along with God and find out what God says. This preacher told me, he said, I believe the same thing. That was a few years back, 16 years ago. He, he said, I, I believe the same thing I did uh, 25 years ago. Well, I don't. I don't. I think when you learn something, you take up a step higher. How many of you believe the same thing you believed when you was in the first grade? Well, I sure don't. Amen. I thought the world was a lovely place, the finest thing in the world. This world's the biggest, finest place. You couldn't, you wouldn't, nothing like it. I couldn't wait to get there, you know. In second grade, I had that idea. 
the third grade when the whooping started coming. And, you know, it wasn't as good, as, you know, in the, the principal's office. And then, you know, detention, you know, it wasn't quite good as that ABC did down here. You understand what? You grow. You grow. You grow, and as you, as you learn more, you're acquired more. Amen. See, God doesn't, does not require baby Christians to stand and believe for their healing. He doesn't require them to stand and believe alone for their finances. That's why we've got a body of Christ. We join together. We help the young. We help them. If we don't help them up, they'll never make. But when I help them and they get the word into them, get the word into them, get the word into them, then one day they can stand and they can reach back and they can help them. See? Praise God. Praise God. Seasoned veterans. But strong meat belong to them of full age who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Haman said habitually trained. Their senses are habitually trained. Concordant New Testament said because of habit. Cotton Patch said solid food is for, for adults who by strenuous exercise have sharpened their abilities. Arthur S. Way, I liked his translation of that verse. He said, I use the term solid food as indicating the stage of spiritual maturity of those who through use of their opportunities, who use of their opportunities, their opportunities. How many of you know you live in this world, you're going to get the opportunity to either succeed or fail? You're going to get the opportunity to stand on God's Word or fail. You're going to get the opportunity to either go man's way or God's way. Amen. Amen. You're going to have to go one way or the other. You'll get the opportunity. But when you have exercised, habitually trained yourself in righteousness, a force comes out of the inside of you. A dynamic force flows out of you to the very throne room of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I can just hear the Lord say, what is that coming up here? What is that? Why, look at that trouble in and look at that power coming out of the middle of that situation. Bless God. Pour him out a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Using their righteousness at every opportunity. Hallelujah. I like that. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Righteousness just simply means the ability to win at every opportunity. That's all righteousness means. That means I stand before God pure and holy. I've been declared the very righteousness of Almighty God. Today I stand before God as if, just like Adam did before he heard of the word sin. I mean, I can walk and talk in the cool of the day with my God. Hallelujah. We're running buddies. Amen. We run around together. Amen. He never leaves. He never forsakes me. Praise be unto God. He made me so righteous, so holy, that he took his belongings and moved on the inside of me. Praise God. We are now become the very temple of the living God. 
As God has said, I'll dwell in them and I'll walk in them, praise God. They'll be my people and I'll be their God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, praise God. I done preached my time up. Where'd it go? Y'all sang too much this morning. Is this clock right? What time y'all got? You need to worry. Them Baptist folks done beat y'all down there to the Burger Big Eaty today, so you still have to stand in line. So, hallelujah. See, I was raised, I was raised Baptist. Son, when 12 o'clock comes, if you don't quit, they'll go to shaking that wristwatch and looking at you funny, see? <laughs> it was all right till they went to pointing at it, you know, the <laughs> congregation. <laughs> at the clock. Knowing your righteousness, being skillful with it. Amen. I believe we'll just continue this tonight. I was going to preach on don't limit God tonight. Hallelujah. Don't limit God. But this is the, that don't limit God business right here. Amen. This is good stuff. This is stuff we need to be skillful with. I mean, we need to be as skillful as a surgeon when a little kid's laying there with 105 fever. There's something that'll come out of you on the inside called the force of righteousness that pours out directly from the throne room of Almighty God. Hallelujah. That'll affect a healing. That'll affect a deliverance, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thursday night. Was, we go to the pen last Thursday night. Went to Penn, South Louisiana. I don't know how I come. The Spirit of the Lord moved on me and I preached some stuff on homosexuality. You know, in the penitentiary, it's widespread. It's just, you know. Old man come up to me after services. Said, I need to talk to you. I said, it's too late now. I got to go. They give me so much time. That's all the time. I said, I told him, write me a letter and I'll, I'll explain some things to you. He said, I, I've gotten saved since I've been in the pen. But said, before this, I used to mess with little kids. See, that, that went all over me. I think, yeah, I ought to choke you till your tongue runs out, old man. Do you understand what I'm saying? But something rises up on the inside and says, my God will forgive him and make him a new creation, praise God. My God will set you free. Now, if he don't get set free, he's still just exactly like that. He said, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I, I, I'll still do them things. Oh, we're going to help him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll help him. See, we'll help him. Before I met the Lord, I guess I hated homosexuals worse than anything in the world. I don't guess there's anything I hated worse. I would hit them on the head. I just couldn't stand them folks. Now, I'm serious. But after I met the Lord, he's running by me in droves. I'm talking about in droves, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. They brought one young man, Danny Jackson, Started going to Louisiana Tech. 
taking aviation, he'd already had his pilot's license to fly a small plane. He's flying for missionaries now in Africa, isn't he? Praise God. He lived with us for about six months. Praise God. I believe we put something in him. Praise God. He called one day, said, I've got a boy around here who's trying to kill himself three times. And I, I said, bring him up here. We will help him. We will. Well, we don't know what we can do. We'll, we'll pray for him and we'll try to help him if we can. No, we didn't try to. We're not going to, oh, some way, somehow. Don't. No, we can't. Bring him. We can help him. If he wants help, we can help him. How are you going to help him? I got someone living on the inside named Jesus. Jesus will set him free. See, when Peter and John went up to the gate called Beautiful, there lay, lay a man lame from his mother's womb. You know what they said? Oh, don't look on us. We're nothing. No, he said, look on us. Look, boys, we got something. What have you got? He said, I got the name of Jesus. Praise God. I've got the name. They brought this young man in. We was having a little concert that night. I, I don't know what... To, uh, it was one of them Pentecostal rock and roll concerts, I guess. I, was, you know, I mean, they was beating them. Get, I didn't like none of it, tell you on the front. That ain't, just ain't my favorite. And anyway, <laughs> praise the Lord. Some of y'all might like it. You know, kids might like it, but it just, you know, I, I wasn't fond of it. Anyway, brought him in. Oh, and he just is pressing Oh, he just walking in, you know. Uh -huh. They brought him in. I, I, they wanted to hold him and bring him in. I turned him all loose. Get, go on back there in my office. All right. <laughs> and he just a prison. Here he is, just prison. You know, had a pair of short britches on coming in church. I mean, short britches. You know, I ain't no clothesline preacher, but I do believe in a little dignity, you know, in the house of the Lord. You know, he just prison, you know. Come. He sat down, sat down in my office. And uh, they all gathered up around, won't see what. I said, y'all get out. And they got out. He said, I'm gay. I said, no, son, you ain't gay. You're sad. You ain't gay. You're sad. And you don't like what you're shut up in that body you've got. Amen. Right. Amen. Oh, them devils want to cut up. They've cut up like eight ways from Sunday. Amen. But blessed be God for it's over with. Hallelujah. His little voice. I just let him stand up on the pulpit right here and take the microphone. And every man, woman, under the sound of my voice heard him that night. His voice wasn't like a little woman, bless God. His voice had changed because Jesus set him free. Praise God. That's what I'm talking about, being skillful in the word of righteousness, knowing who you are, knowing that Jesus lives on the inside of you. Praise God. Amen. Knowing that what you have on the inside of you is greater than any force that Satan's got. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Being skillful. Bless God, we cut the devil up eight ways from Sunday. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Being skillful in the word of righteousness. Praise God. Stand up on your feet.